Art of Visuals community and welcome to the Art of Visuals podcast, a content series to inspire the creators, the mavericks, the hustlers, and the visionaries who believe that art and creativity have the power to impact and change culture. This series was created for you, the explorers of the world. We're here because you're not alone on this journey to becoming your best self. This series shares real authentic stories direct from the world's most talented creative community. These stories are meant to inspire, motivate, and educate you and the rest of the AOV family. With over a decade of experience in entrepreneurship, content creation, and self-development, the AOV team is here to create a new kind of culture within our community, one that inspires action, love, growth, and fulfillment. You are now tuning in to the AOV Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. My name is Prince McClinton, and I am your host, and today we have a very special guest, Eric Marthaler. He is a photographer and gym owner based in Chicago, Illinois. Eric, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, Prince. How are you today? I'm good, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Great. It's my pleasure. We finally got some sun here in Chicago and uh, making me a little happier, so that's good. I know, I'm in the same boat as you, man. I'm out here in Boise, and I'm just so stoked to see the sun today. Like, you guys, we've just been, I guess it's mostly been the Northwest. Have you guys been getting a bunch of snow lately? We've been getting dumped on, like, the last week. You know, we just had that uh, polar vortex that came through a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so we, we got to experience some sub-zero. It was, like, negative 50 windchill. Uh, dude, weren't people, like, <laughs> dude, yeah, that's yeah, that's scary, man. That's that's very, that's that's dangerous. That's the danger zone. And, you know, of course, everybody's out there trying to get that shot for the Instagram, but I stayed in nice and warm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, was smart one. yeah, I'm cool on that. You can get that sub-zero look when it gets a little warmer. It probably still looks the right? same, right? Exactly. Cool. Well, let's hop into it, man. Give us a little bit of background on yourself. Well, I went to school for art. And I got into school for art, and my grades weren't good enough to actually get in. So I got in for, for art and then kinesiology, so I double majored. My art background is more general art. I, you name it, I've done it. I've made jewelry, wood shop, photography in the dark room, painting. So, you know, and once I got into my career with um, being a personal trainer and opening the gym, I really didn't have a lot of time for my art. So Instagram, actually one of the great things about Instagram is it got me back into being creative again. So I started shooting with my phone and went on from there. But um a little background. I've been in Chicago for since 2002, downtown, okay. and uh, haven't looked back. Dude, I love it. I love it. So, what was what was your start? How did you? How did the whole photography hobby start for you? Well, I've always been doing it as a kid. You know, I I had the little Kodak disposable wind up like what was it 15 shots that you got out of that thing. Mm-hmm. Got the right the right lighting and all that stuff. And then I went to my dad's. Uh, I think it was a Kodak, and um, it was a film. So and I, I had no idea what I was doing. I probably just played around the settings and did auto. And then I took a break for a while, and, uh, you know, I want to go on vacation to take a little disposable camera or whatever. But once I started following Instagram, I saw some cool shots, like abandoned buildings and stuff like that. And I, I love that kind of stuff. Like I find beauty in abandoned stuff and, like, just, like, things that you would just ignore or, like, want to throw away. Right. Uh, so I started shooting with my iPhone, and uh, I started falling in love with it. It was a great way for me to be creative outside of everything else I do in life, you know, outside of having a 12-hour day at the gym or, you know, family. 
it's a good way for me to just keep, keep those creative juices going, just be out there by myself thinking about nothing else except for what's in the, what's in the lens, what's in the frame. Mm-hmm. So uh, then I started moving on to a little bit better camera. I got, had a Fuji X100T, which, by the way, is a pretty sick camera. It's, it's a fixed lens, 35 millimeter. Um, you really have to know what you're shooting and find that subject exactly how you want to frame it, you know? Okay. You walk up to it or walk away from it. But I love that Fuji, the Fuji color science, man. The colors out of the Fuji camera, man, just beautiful. It's intense, and it's a super crisp camera. It's fast. It's a, and I started using it again. I, I, I'm at the A7R2 now uh, with a few lenses, but that little, that little uh, fixed Fuji camera is great just to carry around in your pocket and, you know, instead of a phone. So. Oh, definitely. So as far as, like, the Instagram, I wish you didn't even say Instagram. I hate that I even said that. Let's just go in general. So who inspires you uh, as an artist right now? Uh, just in general as an artist? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I go back to a lot of the old timers like uh, Annie Leibovitz for Portrait. And I don't know if any of if you guys follow me, my, my content's all over the place. I'm, I do portraits, uh, cityscape, landscape, you know, street. So I, I don't really have one niche or another. I, that's my ADD and OCD and, like, I'm all over the place. So inspiration-wise, like Annie Leibovitz for, for portrait, you know, an artist, going back to artists in general, it's like a broad, you know, range of people, right? It's not just photographers or painters. It's musicians. It's poets. All that stuff, right? Yeah. So, you know, we have um, Takashi. I love uh, Takashi, his, his art. David Bowie is a, and Freddie Mercury is like two musicians who really just put themselves out there and, you know, they really played played with the cards and, and really pushed the envelope when it came to being creative and, like, over the top. I love that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, they weren't afraid to do that, and they didn't care what people thought. They did it for themselves. They weren't trying to be like everybody else. That's what I love about these artists I just brought up. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're doing it because they have a creative mind, and they want to just portray themselves that way. So, yeah. uh, But on Instagram... Uh, there's, you know, there's so many people out there. And but offhand, like one of my favorite uh, portrait photographers right now is uh, Sasha Vanderwolf, Vanderwerf, Vanderwerf. Can't forget the name pretty well. I think who else? Oh, Josh Jack, uh, Moneris for street photography. Dude, Moneris, she's is, great. Ella's awesome, dude. Her her street yeah. photography is is stunning. And their editing style too, you know, like they have their own look. Yeah, which is kind of cool. For landscape, Ryan Dyer and um, Max Ravine photography. Well, obviously, I mean, they're, those guys are insane. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. And then uh, Victoro uh, Valencia for portrait. Hey. Simon Pratt. I like his stuff. Crazy awesome. Yeah, Luke. So uh, it's funny you brought up Victor Valencia. So Luke, I was just FaceTiming with him yesterday. We're actually going to fly him out here next month and he's going to come on the podcast again and we're going to do some portrait stuff out here and uh do a little behind the scenes video stuff with awesome. him during a shoot so I'm, Dallas. That's uh, cool. I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm glad you like his work he's a dude he's such a phenomenal phenomenal artist and just a human being such a humble and just awesome dude that's what's really cool about you know instagram itself or i say instagram because that's what most people are on but you know social media i guess when Meeting these photographers, I've met so many great people out there. You know, 
you think someone has a big number of followers and they're going to be, you know, a-holes or whatever, but a lot of them are so down to earth and so cool and they're and like, they want to help you. That's what I love. Like I came from using an iPhone and had to like message people. How do I use this? <laughs> or what camera should I get? Which one should I get? And now I'm doing the same for people that are just starting off. So I love that. I, that's, I think that's what the community is meant to be. Dude, no, absolutely. Uh, I couldn't agree more, man. With that said, how do, how do you think the Instagram platform has helped you grow as an artist? Well, it definitely inspired me to get it back out there, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, people are out there, and they're seeing locations they've never seen before, so they kind of want to see that as well, which is good and bad, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a different topic of conversation after this, but it's helped me see what other people are doing, but it's, and, and we're lear I'm learning from that how to, you know, my editing style and framing different locations or, or people. But with that said, it's actually now I'm going to a different realm where, okay, this person, like 10 million people have been to the same exact site in Yosemite, right? How can I reframe that and make it look different and unique? How can I be more creative? So it's actually allowing me to, before it got me to some of these places or ideas, but now it's pushing me past it and, and asking, I'm asking myself, how can I be different? How can I see something different? <clears throat> For instance, so for in street photography, you, you see a guy with an umbrella. How many of those you see on Instagram, right? But mm -hmm. can you bring an image in someone's mind, the viewer's mind, of a guy crossing the street in a wet puddle by just shooting that person's foot walking into the puddle and build an image in the viewer's mind? So that's what I've been trying to do now. I've been trying to be more creative with it and try to be different than everybody else and be my own person, you know? Definitely. Dude, looking at your page, dude, you have such, you can tell you have an art background. Your, your work is so, it's so creative. It's so, I mean, just the, pers like as far from, as far as art goes, like just value, perspective, balance, color, all these different things. Like, dude, you just nail those. What's your creative well, process? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I mean, this is a very, very beautiful uh, gallery you have. How do you, what's your creative process look like? In general, like going out there and shooting or editing? Uh, shooting. What? Like, how do you, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at these shots and they're stunning. And I'm like, you know, how do you even approach these shots? Like perfect example, the look down shot of the guy in New York City looking down kind of out of the window oh. and your framing is just so beautiful and i'm just curious how do you approach these these shots like what do you what's going through your mind when you're photographing a subject or a scene well that's a good question because you know like sometimes we all have creative blocks um so a lot of time i try to go out there and i okay if i know i'm going to a certain location i try to um imagine what i could get out of the image if i've been there before if i haven't been there before sometimes it takes you some time to look around and then let's say it's a waterfall or something with a log. I mean, that's a cool scene, but maybe I try to bring it in closer and then in closer again and closer again, and then see how close is too close and how to, how does the image work out? But with that being said, with like street photography, some, a lot of times like in Chicago, I know the area. So I try to have a, an image of what I want to see, or if I know there's going to be some ice on the lake, I'm going to go out there and, and have a couple ideas in my head and try to capture those images instead of just shooting, you know, and throwing stuff against the wall. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we all do that. Sometimes you just go out. You have no creative idea. No, uh, you know, you don't have no idea what you're going to do. So you just start shooting. And sometimes you get it, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get to go back out there and you look through your photos and like, these are all, are all horrible. But I just saw something in this image that could be cool if I can go back out there. Maybe there's going to be some steam tomorrow because it's going to be really cold and the heat vents are going to be blown. So maybe I can capture someone walking through that steam, you know? So sometimes you have to go back out there to the same location and capture what you're really going after. You have a stunning image of a gal named Marissa Kimmel on your feed. And mm-hmm. it's such a powerful photograph. I'm curious uh, with your portraits. I mean, all of your portraits are just beautiful. Are these all natural light? Are you using a flash? Like, Yeah, I, I use natural light 99.9% of the time. Unless we're like in... A studio setting but i love natural light and um this shot was taken it's one of my favorite foot portrait shoots of all time and it was like two years ago with my little fuji camera by the way oh, the fuji <laughs> but um it was we were in this uh really uh dark cathedral and we were going through the stairwell stairwell and this light was just coming in it was a real dark stairwell and this light was coming in i just it just just reflected off of her face and body just so beautifully. So I kind of set her up in there and uh, took some snaps. And, yeah, I love the way those come out. Yeah, dude, those are – that's – And she's such a wonderful person, too, which is – and it shows through the photo, too, you know, mm-hmm. which I love. No, absolutely. So traveling – actually, before traveling, Chicago. I've never been uh, – I think I've – had a connecting flight there. What's the scene like? What's what's the community like in Chicago? Is there a is there a scene there? Um, well, come on down. I'll take take you around and uh, take care of you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the um, is in like the photography scene or like yeah, like is there okay. is there meetups? You link up? Is there lots of guys that get together and go shoot? And is there like a scene? Yeah, there's um, there are there are um, quite a few hubs out here that do meetups. Most of the photographers are all real good good people and uh there's some real great talent here in chicago really good talent i'm not gonna name a bunch of names just because i don't want to leave anybody out but you know craig's um, craig hensel by any chance yeah craig great guy yeah gareth he's they work together mm-hmm. toby those guys but uh yeah you know, the scene is uh is great and that's why i'm actually tr- but uh, it's also one of the reasons i'm trying to get out there and to do some more street photography rather than just like city landscape is because after a while you can only do much so much with the same scenes right mm-hmm. and we've all seen the same scenes over and over again and you have to do them i mean they're classic shots but going back to like how to stay creative now i've got to try to see the city in a different way one of the things i've always been told like walking down the street i see like some beauty in like a, a dumpster down the alley with a reflection right with the light coming through and you're like what are you looking at but I think you could find beauty in that kind of stuff. Dude, Hello, yeah. maybe I'm just kind of weird, but I do the same thing. When when you're out, when you're out wandering, looking around, is it is it normally light? That is it, is is light the first thing you look for, like in a scene? Yeah, definitely light. I mean, with our city, with the skyscrapers so high, you get a lot of shadowing, or you're going to get some really strong light coming through with the with the sun. So it's always best to like go out, just like anywhere, you know, or morning or and or evening, but. I love shooting 
at night, I need to get out there more. Like that's one of my biggest issues right now is like once I get home to my couch and like dinner, I don't want to go back out again. Uh And that's like one of my biggest struggles right now. But some of the best shots are like when it's dark out, you know, and you have like the fluorescent lights coming through or something. Or for me, at least, for shoot photography. So how do you stay motivated then to get out late at night to shoot or to even wake up early to go ahead of sunrise when it's 28, 25 degrees outside? (laughs) Especially in the the morning when it's early. That's tough because even though I get up early for work, it's like, do I want to get up early for a sunrise now, right, when it's freezing cold? But when I have other people counting on me, so I usually try to go out with other people, at least one or two other people. One, for safety, but two just like see people and be friends with them and just be out there with them. Even if I don't get any good shots, at least I'm out there. Mm-hmm. The one thing I love is like seeing the sunrise or even if it's a bad sunrise, you're starting before everybody else is getting up. It's so peaceful and quiet out there before the hustle and bustle of the city. I just love, I actually really love it, even though it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> so um, at nighttime, it's one of those things where like, it's best if I can get not go home and just meet someone out to walk on the streets before it gets dark and then it gets dark and we're out there still and we're i'm good you know but or if i have an image or like a if i have a vision that's just like burning in my head and i need to get it then i just no matter what i'll just get out there so that's awesome i love hearing that You, you mentioned something about safety earlier and i think it's an important topic to cover especially for those living in the larger cities you know what are some safety precautions that you guys take when you guys go out and shoot or what are some good pointers for people that live in more uh, dense urban areas where it might not be safe to be roaming the streets with $10,000 in gear at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, you know, exactly. Well, safety numbers obviously is one. I try to dress the part a little bit too. I know, I don't know if that sounds cliche or not, but you know, with my hoodie and all that stuff, black, just to make it look like I'm not some tourist walking around. I just got the brevity uh, bag, roller top bag that looks more like a, kind of like a messenger bag. So it doesn't look like a camera bag so much where like, like someone's like, Oh, he's probably got $10,000 worth of gear in there. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I know people laugh at me. Other guys I shoot with laugh, but I, I carry mace with me or pepper spray mm-hmm. just to be safe. And then I try not to like have my, I'm not looking down at my phone. I keep that in my pocket or in my bag. Um, Cause if you're not paying attention, you have to watch your surroundings. If you're not paying attention, you know, someone can come from behind or a, you know, some of these guys that get jumped, they'll have one guy come up to them and then someone come from a different angle. So you really got to watch your surroundings. I keep my camera with a wrist strap around my wrist at all times. Mm-hmm. So if they try to snag it, at least like have a little bit of fighting power. Right. But worst comes to worst, if they get my stuff, you know, let them have it and be safe. Don't, you know. Yeah, it's better to have risk. insurance and try not to get robbed, you know, than to risk your life for a camera exactly that's super interesting i was actually in a tranquil island one of my favorite places on earth uh vieques which is a small little island off puerto rico there's one hotel there well it's not there anymore because of the hurricane but you know and my camera and stuff was in a bag on the beach we went walking down the beach came back literally five minutes later and my stuff was gone and it was a beach that was completely empty and these people were just waiting for tourists in the jungle thought we were in the safest spot because we were under this, this palm tree and the tree, the jungles behind us, the oceans in front of us. And they just snuck in through with wild horses. They got up there and they took my stuff. So, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at. You could be in the safest, most 
remote, which you may think, place in the world. But if you don't watch your back, you know, yeah. then... Exercise common sense, and the reality exactly. is like, hey, these are valuable things. Like, no matter how comfortable you are, like, you shouldn't just leave a bag anywhere. Yep. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's always interesting to hear that because I know like the Bay Area has a lot of crime as far mm-hmm. as like photography goes. Like a lot, like it's picked up a ton. A lot of dudes only shoot in groups and stuff because there's been a lot of people who've been robbed. I know we we had our car broken into the Bay Area once. I had a guy. I had two guys try to rob me. They tried to steal my girlfriend's. This is actually a good quick story. They tried to steal my girlfriend's camera, my camera that was on my girlfriend's shoulder. We were out in Berkeley, wow. walking around in Oakland and on the Berkeley campus. And I, and I, I grew up in in not the the greatest environment, so I'm a lot more mm-hmm. aware of things naturally. Where sure. she had no idea what was going on and. I noticed that these two dudes were just kind of, there was a guy behind me a little further down and a guy ahead, and I noticed they were, like, doing some hand signals to each other. And so I just started kind of watching the hand signals, and I was like, what the hell are these guys doing? And then I see the dude uh, walk towards us, and then he turns around and walks further back. And then as we started to get closer, he jumped onto my girlfriend's side, turned around, and as we were walking across the street, he starts to walk really fast on the left left side of her while my camera was on her right shoulder to basically just snatch it off her her shoulder. Oh, yeah. And so right, you know, 10 <clears throat> feet before he, he got to her, I grab her right away. I totally see what's happening. I grab her and I throw her to my, my left side. So she's now on the other side of me and it's just he and I. And his mm-hmm. eyes, and I looked him dead in his face, dude, dead into his eyes. And I just like clenched my fist and he like, his face lit up like, holy shit. He totally just read this whole thing. <laughs> and I just yeah, looked at him you. like, dude. And he just like got out of the, like got out of the way and like was looking at his buddy like this. And, I was like, and my girlfriend at the time, uh, my ex-girlfriend, she had no idea what was like, she's like, what happened? Why'd you push? I'm like, I'm like, cause yeah. I just try to rob you. Give me my camera. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and she had no idea. And I'm just right. like, yeah, don't worry about it. But just let me just hold on to this. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you wow. gotta be aware and even in guatemala they try to uh you know we had like four guys run up on us um but that was in guatemala city which is a very dangerous place and we yeah. live in the atm we actually didn't have our camera gear but more or less be safe while you're out people there's just there's just ass holes everywhere <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah it's true so i'm curious how do you feel about the state of you know, Instagram and mental health. That's been like a big, a big topic, like the last year, you know, like what social media and what that does for people's mental health. How do you feel about it? That's a really good question because the numbers, people go on Instagram. It's almost like an addiction, right? Like they're, they're looking at those numbers constantly. How many likes they get? How many comments they get? Do people like it? And that's definitely not a good thing. I guess to answer your question, I think if people start finding their own niche and worry about the art and the beauty of what they're trying to capture rather than how many likes they're going to get, if they can mentally get their brain wrapped around that, I think that's a better takeaway from the from being an artist, right? Mm-hmm. People are... Uh, I think a lot of people are not doing it for themselves. They're doing it for like the, the power and the money and like the attention rather than 
being an artist and doing something to feel good about. Does that make sense? Like, so I think if people, people are going out there and they're, they're copying other people's images or people's locations and how they're editing style rather than being themselves. And, and when they don't get that attention, like that other person did, then they feel like they did something wrong and they're not, they're a failure rather than trying to just do it for the art and for their own vision and for the, the beauty and love of, of what they're trying to accomplish. I mean, <clears throat> you can go back all the way to like Picasso and Matisse and those guys. And, and look at Picasso when he was 14, 12, 14 years old, he's doing like these really detailed, intricate drawings and paintings that were just like insane. Right. And then he ch started changing up his image to more of like something that didn't really look like a person was more of a stick figure and everybody's telling him he's doing it wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. So which one is actually right? Or is it the one that like we all think that should be right? The, the detailed, intricate painting and, uh, and drawing that he did as a 12 and 14 year old and what everybody else wanted him to do? Or is it the pieces that like took like three seconds for him to draw a, a stick figure face and that was ingenious, right? But everybody mm -hmm. criticized it and everybody's saying it's not, that's not right. You're not doing it right. So it even went back to those days, right? And on Instagram, it's even more <clears throat> like common because there's millions and millions of people that are out there looking at your stuff. You know, with the algorithms and everything, you're not going to necessarily hit everybody's attention, right? right? So then you're going to have this negative like thought process of, well, people think I'm not good. And I only got 100 likes on this picture that I thought I'd get 1,000 on. What am I doing wrong? I must people must not like my work. So it's, it's a bad, it's a good and bad thing because I mean, if you look at it in an optimistic way, you can be more creative because of it and like, and just, and find niches and, and hubs and people like yourself that like we become friends and it's a, you're looking at Instagram in a different way that you're, you're meeting people out there and it's kind of a, become a community or you can look at it as like, you're doing it for the fame and the attention and, mm -hmm. and just not for yourself, you know, you're doing it for everybody else. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really difficult for, I guess, anyone that d coming into Instagram that doesn't have a strong vision for their art. I think it's really mm -hmm. easy for them to get sucked into the copycat syndrome. Um, mm -hmm. I think we're like at peak media consumption right now. I mean, there's photos. I mean, we're just being spammed with, millions of photos a day on the platform just nonstop. photo photo mm -hmm. photo 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 and it's hard for a lot of people that don't have a strong vision when when you see these guys getting a ton of attention and stuff it's you think that's they're doing something right and so you're like okay cool mm -hmm. for artists a great way to learn is to copy and, and, and mimic but I also think it's like the whole point of being an artist is having something to say and, and your art actually standing for something mm -hmm. and you know it's harder to be original today, you know, Picasso didn't have Instagram. Picasso didn't have, he didn't have anything, you know? So it's not like for him to see art, he had to probably, he had to go to a gallery. He had to go to a museum to, to look at it, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and so he was able to very naturally just create from the heart because he wasn't surrounded by things. And so, you know, maybe for those lacking vision, you know, it might be good to get off Instagram for a little while or to stop looking for 
inspiration on there and, and start looking more inward to try to figure out what speaks to you. And with all that said, I'm curious, you know, what does being an artist mean to you? Being an artist uh, helps me be creative and see things in a different way um, and then show people how my brain and my eyes actually see stuff. So, yeah, of course, I'm going to do the same shot as someone else, like if I'm in a national park or something, because it's just beautiful, right? But And we, we kind of hit on this before, but how can I make it look different? Because I see things in a different way than someone else may see it. And someone else may not find beauty in a dumpster in the alley with a puddle like I would, right? But as long as I find it to be beautiful and I find it to, you know, and I'm make, uh, putting my attention to towards it and making it the way I want it to be portrayed is that's what's important to me. Right. Um, I mean, I have thousands of photos that are in my archive that I've never posted because they're not going to quote unquote be liked or featured by hubs. Right? right. But they're some of my favorite photos because it's just, it's something that I found beautiful and yeah. inspired me. Yeah, absolutely. With, with someone like you coming from more of a traditional art background, um, I'm curious on, is there a theme or is there something that you're trying to communicate with your art? You know, a lot of the Picassos, the Warhols, Basquiat's, and, and all these great artists from different eras, oftentimes, and they weren't just creating for the sake of creating, they oftentimes were, you know, communicating things through their artwork. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious if there is anything specific that you're communicating or if there's an overarching theme to your, to your body of work. Well, if you, like I said, once again, if you look at my, my feed, there's not really a theme <laughs> per se just because it's all over the place, portraits and landscape and stuff. But, uh -huh. um, <clears throat> but with that being said, uh, my, my theme is to try to, and I'm, I'm probably repeating myself again, but just see things differently and then just portray it that way. Uh -huh. um, and if people like it, they like it. If they don't like it, they don't like it. Right. But... Um, but I also want people to know that I'm not just like portrait photographer or landscape photographer and cityscape photographer. By the way, everybody that everybody that sees like hears that they're like, well, you need to find yourself a niche. You need to do one and stick with it, right? And I, I hear that all the time, and it just like it, it kind of peeves me because being an artist doesn't mean just doing having one niche and going with it, like. And this may be off topic a little bit, but it, maybe it'll help people. Um, understand why I do all these different niches. If they're just a landscape photographer, for instance, right? And we've talked about creativity and how can you stay creative and all that stuff. And you start losing that creativity or that perspective. How can you get out there and find something new? Well, and this is why I have all these different niches is because let's say you're a landscape photographer. I'd say experiment shooting street. And with that being said, not just street, but street at night in the rain, something that you're super uncomfortable with that you're totally scared about doing and you're no good at. And you think you're not going to, you're going to fail at it. But I think that's what makes um, an artist in general, not just a photographer, but an artist better is by trying to overcome those fears and those things that they're uncomfortable with. And I think that could actually make them better at what they actually are trying to accomplish if they're a landscape photographer and they go into the city at night in the rain, can it make them better at a land, being a landscape photographer? I think it could. 
more like see something different as a portrait photographer. And I think just getting out of your norm and out of your your rut and your normal day of life can really be healthy for the mind and the and the creative eye. Sometimes I'll go, I'll shoot portrait, and then I'll see something totally different on the streets or in the city. And I don't know why, but I think just opened my my eye, my mind's eye a little bit, mm-hmm. like reading or something. But so my, I guess my to answer your question, long story short, is like I just like doing it all, so I can stay creative in all these different avenues that I have. And my, you know, I'm a little OCD, like I said, so <laughs> I get bored easy. Dude, no, I I totally agree with you. I think. There's a difference, right? If, if you're a professional photographer and, and maybe your thing is shooting food, then it does not make sense to have a portfolio that showcases all types of photography because guess what? If I'm a food person and I'm looking for a food person, I'd much rather work with the guy who specializes in food photography. Now, that's, yeah. that's a subset of the market, right? Most people are just doing it for fun, so why are you putting yourself in a bucket? If you're just doing it for fun, then you should be shooting everything under the sun. I totally agree with you. Uh, and you could probably speak to this because, you know, your personal training background and owning and running and operating a gym, uh, when you're working out the same muscles every day or every other day, and you're doing the same exact workouts every day or every other day, your muscles begin to, uh, remember what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so in order to gain more muscle or to break through, you have to shock your muscle by either upping the weight or doing completely different exercises, right? Right. And so the same thing almost the same thing basically applies to creativity. If you're trying to unlock some more creativity, then stop doing the same exact thing. Try mm-hmm. something new, shoot something different, shoot at a different time of the day. Make your your brain work in different ways that you're not used to and a lot of times you'll unlock new ideas and inspiration for the stuff you do like to shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, you have to have a a whole um, toolbox of of avenues, I think, you know. Or, and But actually, it's funny that you said food photography because you look at my feed, there's no food photography on there, right? Uh-huh. But actually, most of my uh, business in photography that I get paid for is for, like, restaurants and, like, food, which is odd, right? Mm-hmm. But I think everybody that contacts me for shooting their restaurant or their, or their food or their bars is – like I just love the way you see things. I love the, how you use light, and it's just different than a normal food photographer that would come in here. So I totally agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you at all, but I also think it can help in a way. I mean, right? You know, people see that you have an eye for a lot of different things. Maybe they're gonna hire you for it if, if you want to get hired. I'm just doing it for side side jobs, but it's not my profession. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. No. Definitely. Personal development, man. You got any morning routines or anything special you do to start your day? Well, I usually get up early for my 6 o'clock client every day. So I can't get up too much earlier, but, you know, obviously I get up and clean up, shower, eat my breakfast. Uh, but I like to get to work early. Like, I need to have that time to myself to just think. So I like to be quiet for at least half hour to an hour, just like, I'll scroll through Instagram or go through some emails or whatever the case may be and just kind of be, just be quiet and be alone because I know I'm going to be talking to people all day long. <laughs> it's like, that's the last thing I want to do. Like right. when I first get up, but I try to eat really healthy. I mean, I'm not super healthy. I'm not like the 
a freak. Like, super, yeah, a freak. <laughs> but I mean, I'm a freak, but not like that. <laughs> but then, like my during the day or at night, when I have some time just to be alone, um, like in between clients, I like to go for a run or workout lift. I was doing a lot of triathlon training for a while, but since I've gotten into photography and the business has gotten busier, I haven't been doing that as much. So I just get out for a bike ride or a run when it's nice out. Um, and I just love editing, actually. I, I love having like an hour or so just to edit because it actually is like being behind the camera. It just kind of frees my mind once again, makes me think about just what's on the screen and nothing else. You know, I try to put my phone away and not look at social media and all that kind of stuff and just just do that, you know. Mm-hmm. On Sunday mornings is my only day off, so I, I love getting the paper. I read the New York Times and the Chicago Tribune, both two different types of papers, mm-hmm. I know. But it's just like I like knowing what's going on, and I like flipping through a piece of paper. I don't know why. Like, I'm old school. I don't like going on the computer and sc- scrolling. I I love flipping through the paper. I don't know why. No, I, it's just kind of relaxing to me, my it's, coffee. It's so easy to get distracted with Internet publications, which why I think print publications are amazing and probably why we're seeing such a rise in print magazines and a lot of different independent publications coming out geared towards different niches just because I think like yourself and myself a lot of people just miss being able to physically hold something flip through it take a photo of it write in it fold a page yeah you know what I mean it's it's and just grab Mm -hmm. it whenever they need it not have to have a device to use it or when you're in bed at night I don't want to be on my computer reading at night in bed. Right. I want to be reading an actual physical book. Mm-hmm. And so what about mental health? Any Anything you do to stay mentally healthy? You're always, for, for as long as I've known you, you've always been, like every time I talk with you, you're always in such a good mood. You always seem so excited <laughs> and, and jacked yeah. in life. So I'm just curious, like how do you stay mentally fit? I just have to try to have that positive attitude. Like I try to be optimistic as much as possible. There's so many negative people out there. And of course, I get in my bad moods, but I try to start, you know laugh through it. And just being an artist is like a great way for me, to, like we've talked about, free my mind and and uh, just get away from reality in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm behind the camera or like on the screen editing. I'm just like away from all of that. I try to make a conscious effort to get away for a weekend here and there, just a short weekend. A couple weeks ago, weekends ago, I was in Miami, and just just laid by the water reading and like. It's just so peaceful. Like you need to have that freedom away from everything. Mm-hmm. Not look at emails. Not look at Instagram. Not look at anything technical, <laughs> and just have a book in my hand and or watch the water. I know it sounds stupid, but just like the littlest things, like watching a lizard, <laughs> like crawling across, you know, the sidewalk is like makes me happy. Yeah. I, I get over like the littlest things in life, and you know, people make fun of me about that, but it's whatever. So, I love that. You reading anything, or has there been any literature that's that's really helped you along your journey that you would recommend? It's not. It's not the best written book. It's uh, Portillo's. Do you know Portillo's? Do you guys have Portillo's out there? Mm-mm. So Portillo's is a, a very famous hot dog and beef restaurant here in Chicago, and it's gone nas- national uh-huh. now. And this guy Dick Portillo, he uh, started with a fifteen hundred dollar shack that his father in law built. And uh, he, you know, he was about to fail, and he wasn't doing well. He didn't know how to steam the buns properly. He didn't know how to do anything right. All he knew how to do is try to be a businessman and, like, work his butt off. And now it's a billion-dollar company. He's a, he's a multi-billionaire. And um, 
like I said, it's not the best written book because that's not what he does. He's not a writer. He's a right. entrepreneur. Exactly. But, but I love thinking about all the hard work he puts into it and like how he treats people. Like people come because they're treated well, you know, at his restaurants and his employees have stayed with him for 40 years. Like he's because he treats people well. And it just, it's good to read stuff like that. Even if it's like a simple book to kind of go back to what you're doing in daily life, owning a gym, having friends, just being in business in life is like how you react to others, how you treat others. The, the hard work that you put into something eventually pays off in life, you know? So, and it's, it's part of that, the whole fear thing too. Like, was he afraid to do it? Yeah. He was, you know, his wife was telling him that they have to stop and he can't do it anymore, but he knew what he wanted. He had a dream and he did it. Right. So I think it's pretty cool. Dude, that's awesome. I'll have to look that up. I, uh, I love stuff <laughs> like that, but yeah, I mean, it all goes back to the saying, you know, be a good person, respect people, you know, be trustworthy and provide value for people and you're going to win. It's not about tactics and hacks and trying to trick people into buying your thing. It's not, it's none of that. It's just like, just be real. Right. Exactly. You know, and put and some, be you and put some, exactly put some soul into it, which is probably why his established was crushing every other place because there's actually soul and a heartbeat to that business versus it just being some mm -hmm. corporate box, you know? And by the way, with you, with you guys, I'm just going to give you a little, little, uh, compliment plug, but you know, your, your team is amazing. That's one of the main reasons I, well, I'm doing this podcast as well, but like that love you guys and follow you guys and your whole team, like they have, they're all good, really good people. And they're all like, they have soul and they have like, they're real. And they, you guys have a, a vision and a, and something that you want to accomplish and a goal with your, your company. And I think it's awesome. That's, and that's one of the main reasons I, I follow you guys and, and, um, appreciate all your, your hard work that you do for the community of, of Instagram and, and as artists, you know? So appreciate it, brother. There you go. That's what it's all, that's what it's all about, man. It's not complicated. It's not, we're not, you know, we're not, it's not rocket science. We're just, we're just here to help and serve. And so we do our best always to do that. Yeah. With that said, I was curious on the music side, you're saying music uh, is also an inspiration. What type of music are you listening to? So I'm all over the board once again. I mean, it's, I have a trend, right? So <laughs> I can listen to um, classic, classical music and smooth jazz all the way up to really heavy metal when I'm lifting. One of the, uh, one of my favorite artists is kind of just like chill music. And I like to have it on like when I'm editing or just chilling out is Stephanie Pabinok. She does like, she's a DJ for like, um, Hotel Costas uh -huh. and like, they're all like just super like chill, like cool, like loungy music. I love that. I love, uh, I love a lot of old stuff like Bowie and Zeppelin and the doors. And they're all so like, so creative and like just artists, like poets and the way they just presented themselves is a care for care. No, no care in the world type of thing. Mm hmm. David Grohl kind of like that right now, like with, uh, with, um, as a more of a modern artist, he's kind of like one of those really cool, like dude, I'd love to meet just cause his personality just seems like awesome on stage or off of stage. Um, and they're just like, just creative and they can do it all. Like he came as a drummer, became a drummer. He was a drummer, right? With Nirvana. And then mm. now he's a lead singer and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm all over the board once again. <laughs> I love it. I, mean, I can go to a, go ahead. 
I'm just, I'm just said I love it. I'm the same way. But it's funny you're talking about uh, Nirvana and from him going from a drummer to lead singer and uh, how you're all over the place. But I think true artists, like when you see true artists, they do it all. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga, Kanye, like you know, and just to name just moderate like today people today, and. They do everything from fashion to movies to music to this to that because, like, that's just that's how artists are wild or and wild. That's how they're wired, right? They just right, and they're wild. They ha- <laughs> they're they exactly they're wild and they have a vision. And people say you can't create fashion like you. You're not a designer. You're a singer. Watch yeah. watch me go design the best shoes that any you know and right. But you're not an actor. What the heck? Ex- yeah. Exactly. And so I think that goes with you kind of earlier with like, you know, don't put yourself in a bucket. Uh, the reality is if you have faith in yourself, then anything's possible. If you want to do it all, do it all. If you want to be a renaissance man, be a renaissance man or woman. If you don't, then don't. Specialize, specialize. But it's your choice. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I agree, yeah. And, uh, and just know that, that, you know, you are in control. How do you get through creative blocks? And we kind of, we kind of went over this earlier, but like, I, if I have a creative block with one niche, I go out and try something else. But I also like, I like to, I'll scroll through and like see what people are doing. And like, I really like that idea. Like for instance, like some of the street photographers I've been following lately. And the reason I comment on street photographers lately is because I've just been trying to get into that lately just because it's something different once again. And I've always done it, but never really presented it, presented it on my um, Instagram or my website. But um, I kind of see what they're doing and, and like, you know, I, I really like that concept or that idea. I'm not going to go out and mimic it or like copy it, especially in street photography. It's really impo- almost impossible to copy it, um, which, I, which is what I like about it. So how can I tell a story with it to the viewer? Right. And that's what I've been trying to do lately is if I have a creative block with like portraits or something like, all right, I'm going to go out and try to create a new story. And if I go out and get it, then I do. If not, then, I don't just come back later. You know, I, I used to go out and shoot hundreds of photos and like, all right, I have 50 photos I can post now. But <laughs> now I'm getting so picky about what I'm posting and what I'm putting on my website and stuff that maybe I only get two shots out of that whole 200-shot roll. Mm-hmm. So, and then looking at those photos, maybe I didn't get a good photo out of those, but then I can go back and like, all right, I want to go back to that scene like we talked about earlier and, and then that's how I start getting more creative that way. Do you ever just take a break? I notice whenever I ask people like how they get over creative blocks, it's always, it's always like a, like a, like they're always like pushing through. Do you ever just say like, I'm just not creative right now. I'm just going to take a break for a few days. Oh, absolutely. And yep. I'll hop back into this when I'm feeling more inspired to get behind my camera and shoot. Well, as a matter of fact, and for those that do follow me, I've actually been po- reposting a lot of my old stuff, even from a couple of years ago. And uh, it's, it's because, well, one, I want to just keep that like, whole like, engagement going, right? Mm. But I'm not, you know, sometimes I'm not out there for a couple of weeks shooting. You know, I get busy with work. You get busy with family. You get busy with everyday life. And then you don't, and on top of that, you, you don't have any creative juices going. And then all of a sudden, so you don't shoot for a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden, wait. I saw something. I saw something while walking down the street, you know? Or, like, if you don't have your camera on, you're like, crap, I wish I had my camera. And now it's starting to come back, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you have to, like, you have to take breaks, no matter what. You have to take a break from working out. You have to take a break from, 
eating healthy, take a break from work, right? Yep. So, yeah, I think it's definitely important. Good, man. I know. I totally agree. Uh, definitely important to, to just step back and recharge those batteries because burnout is serious. And I think for whatever reason, like the culture right now in society is like all about the hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. And, and I totally agree. There's a time and a place to hustle and to grind, but not to the point to where you're killing yourself and you're having all these mental health issues and challenges and ignoring friends and family because all you do is work. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's a balance and, and don't be afraid to step back and take a break from time to time. Uh, with that said, we're coming up on time to wrap up the podcast. I know you listen to these I want to give you the floor to leave the AOV community with some words of inspiration from yourself. So whatever you feel you'd like to leave the community with, go ahead and take the floor whenever you're ready. Okay, cool. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on, by the way. You can't get better just by sitting inside and like watching other people's Instagram photos, right? You have to get out there. Yeah, you have to to take your break as well. But get out there and just be creative. Find what... Find beauty in things. Look closer at things. Try something that's out of your comfort zone that you're scared of. That if you're a landscape photographer, try some portrait stuff. You know, if you're a, a portrait photographer, try some landscape. Just get those creative juices going again. Don't worry about the likes and the follows that you're going to get. Don't worry if you're not featured. It's more about doing it for yourself. And you know, we talk about mental health. Does it make you feel good that you took this photo and edited it the way you wanted to? And that's how you should feel. You should feel good from that. Don't worry about how other people are reacting to it. If they're not liking it, they're not, you know, featuring it for you. It's not about that. It's about doing it for yourself. So, you know, take a step back and think about Instagram and social media as just a platform of like, yeah, you're putting your stuff out there and you're meeting new people, but it's just one realm out of the whole entire thing of being an artist and being creative. So get out there, try new things. Don't worry about if other people don't like it. It's not about being the hero, about the award that comes with it. It's about doing stuff for yourself. Eric Marthaler, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Thank you, brother. That was wonderful, man. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography. All we ask of you guys is if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com and make your purchase there instead of elsewhere. And just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys, uh, like our podcasts, our free app, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. So check out our website, shop.artivisuals.com. Go get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist and you should support the artist, uh, just know that that money goes to them, and we're also going to be reworking that commission structure here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets. And if you guys want to buy gear, please support us, help us out. Go to Adorama.com. Peace.